0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Next Ramen Podcast. Johnny Curvin,
1: Melvin Smith,
0: and it's been a couple weeks since we've done an episode, and we have some news today. We had an interesting Leon Rose interview with the Goat, Mike Breen, where he talked, you know, some coaching, some players. He talked to Worldwide West, who just joined. Uh, we made a move a few days ago where we released Trier and signed Theo Pinson. We're going to talk about that for a few minutes. Then we're going to talk about a recent, another recent signing, Jared Harper, and say goodbye to our boy Kadeem Allen. And then the last, we're going to give a quick coaching update, and we're going to go through all 11 candidates, and or all 11 candidates according to this New York Post article that I have pulled up, and we're going to go through and talk about each one of them, pros and cons of them, and yeah.
2: Three, two point game.
0: So let's start with the Leon Rose interview. This w- happened pretty recently, and we both watched it the other day. what were What were some of your your initial thoughts about Leon Rose Because he hasn't spoken to the media m- much, or and so it was just nice to hear from him. What kind of
1: stood out to me a lot was Leon is he's a very professional guy, you know, he was very vague. Um, mm-hmm. with a lot of what he was talking about, but I think that was good. Um, a, a couple of specific moments, um, like when he was talking about young players, um, he kind of put Knox and Mitch, or not Knox and Mitch, RJ and Mitch in a stratosphere above. Like those were the first two guys he mentioned, and then kind of like added in Frank and Knox and Dennis right. um, later yeah. on. Um, that was one thing that pointed out to me. I, I like him, you know, I like the way he talks. He sounds like he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He sounds like he works hard. He clearly has like a history in basketball, like he played in college, he played in high school. It's hard to imagine um, that he,
0: guy playing in college.
1: yeah, it's hard to imagine that guy being a basketball player, yeah, <laughs> um in general, but still, um, and he's been around the game forever, and I think one thing that gets overlooked about agents you know coming in is like they do very similar jobs as GMs in some way because they have to evaluate talent as well. So basically they say, do I want to sign this guy into my agency? Do I want to represent this guy? Like will he make me money? They have to make those
0: evaluations. Right. And that's very similar and to having a president job. Yeah. So and he can use those exactly. skills from his exactly. from, you know agency and everything. Um, and he's I, good with the numbers. He knows
1: how to negotiate. Like right. he's a, a businessman.
0: Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of history with that. I just want to say something real quick. Um, Owen can't find his mic, so that's why he made may sound not great. But um, yeah. hopefully, he'll uh, find it by next episode. But um, I will. I will. I will. <laughs> uh, so just to quote what he said about Mitch and RJ, he said two young core pieces, which is good to hear from your president. That we have you know two young great pieces that are obviously a part of our future. He said that Kevin Knox is just starting to scratch the surface, and then you know I wish he praised my boy Frank a little more because he said given the right circumstances he can really prosper and he said that that's a good thing to say but I think is he wrong no he's not wrong I just you know as a Frank guy obviously I want you know him to I want but him I, to be in I, the in I, the know. category of two young core pieces
1: I think it's hard
0: it's hard Frank, to put him there you know?
1: I mean it, just because I think Frank isn't the type of guy that's going to succeed in any role, just throw him into the fire and his talent will show. I think Mitch is a guy you put him in any situation in the NBA and he'll have the same numbers. Mm
0: -hmm. Like, I
1: don't think that that's going to change at all. I mean, in some cases his numbers will grow, but his production is good enough. Now Frank, his production isn't necessarily good enough yet. Sure. You put him in a great situation where he doesn't have to get a lot of burden on offense. He'll get a lot of wide open threes. Um, and and stuff like that but he that's a good evaluation i think no
0: i mean yeah. it's 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 accurate but i just i want i want my president to be my favorite player like in that core I piece know. and then i want to talk to I you know. about the dennis smith comment he said he's a quote yeah. special talent do you believe him in when he says that dennis smith is a special talent cuz i i i think he's a special talent i just don't think he's very good which is obviously contradicting cuz i think he's a great athlete he just mm-hmm. doesn't really know basketball very well like when you watch him
1: no i think dennis has kind of got screwed a little bit in the nba but there is no denying his talent there never has been i don't know if he's ever going to put it all together but he's a guy i think that it's not worth to trade right away um
0: you want to see what he can do under a new coach and a new president and a new roster before you completely give up on him
1: i mean he's arguably the best athlete or best like at least jumper in terms of like leaping ability that we've seen from the point guard position in a long in a time.
0: long time, yeah.
1: I mean, he's got like that D, he's got like D Rose athleticism. It's that type of stuff. Like I watch every once in a while I go on YouTube and watch like his high school highlights and they're just absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He just he can like he skies.
0: Yeah, no, he's a ridiculous jumper, but and mm-hmm. he's got the talent. He doesn't have the shooting talent, but he's got the athleticism and raw talent where you would hope that he's put it together by this point. But I don't think it's – you know, we've done a lot of hating on Dennis Smith because on this podcast, and honestly, rightfully so. He was probably the worst player in the league last year. Him and Knox, probably the worst players in the league. Um, But he obviously is still young. Give him one more chance under a new – coach. I mean, it'll probably be a new coach unless it's Mike Miller, but we'll get to that in a minute. And under a new president and hopefully under a new roster next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. So he implied about the draft that it's top heavy. He said that after you know the first, you know, I don't know, he didn't specify, but I'm gonna assume he's like ten picks. He said it's equal, which I don't necessarily disagree with, but it, it I got from him that it was dropping off from the way he's. He didn't sp- explicitly say that, but you know, what what do you th- do? You remember what he said about the draft? Yeah, much?
1: he kind of said basically after like i in my head kind of after like pick five you're gonna get it it's mostly high quality role players is mm-hmm. what you're gonna find um there are a lot of guys though in the draft that i think are very boom or bust um guys that like are either gonna be really good or they're not gonna be really do good do any like names off volume. the top
0: of your head that
1: yeah in terms of guys like that i think like cole anthony is one that sticks out to me anthony edwards um guys that are like very wise safer but i see the, the difference with that is i see a role for wiseman where he's not a superstar i don't necessarily see a role for cole anthony like that like he either is a high volume scorer
0: or he's not that good
1: or he's just a super inefficient player who's little and kind of morphs into like a brandon jennings type who's out of the league in eight nine years because there's not a lot of role for those players Right. You know, like, he, he doesn't fit the mold of, like, a quality starting point guard off the bench.
0: So he's obviously a risk, and you and I both know that we don't mm-hmm. want him but, on the But, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, that that's a good sentiment. example.
1: I'd agree with that sentiment where he's, like, there are a lot of guys that have, like, some really good skills and some really bad skills. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some guys that can shoot really well and, you know, get to the basket really well, defend really well. Guys like Okoro, who... Is a really good defender and will do a lot well, but cannot shoot to save his life Mm -hmm. and can't really like create, put the ball on the floor yet. Right. Um, There are a lot of guys like that in this draft class.
0: Um, Mike Breen asked Leon Rose a lot about coaching and he had high praise for Mike Miller. He said, under the circumstances, he did a great job, which I told, which you and I, I think we both agree Mm -hmm. that he did a good job. We're going to interview like nine to 11 guys, which is a lot of guys, and we're going to get into those in a bit, but. He said that, you know, in terms of team identity and style of play, that's going to be up to the coach. So we're going to use the coach's strengths, which makes sense, but it's not going to be Leon Rose as much involved in team play and team identity aside from, you know, picking players and doing transactions and trades mm-hmm. for agency the draft. So a lot of next year's success if it, if we have any I think is going to rely on the coach. So I think I've been kind of underappreciating this whole coaching search a bit. Like it's kind of gotten a little repetitive for me, but I haven't really realized until after that interview how important it is. Because you know the style of play and everything is going to come down to whoever it is. Mm-hmm. So I
1: agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I also agree with. I, I like the way that he's approaching that, and I think it's the right way to approach it. Is build my team around what my coach wants so mm-hmm. he can coach to the best of his ability
0: right. Co- right. and maximize the group. Right, build best. a roster around your coach's strengths.
1: Mm-hmm. And how your coach wants to play. Mm-hmm. So if your coach is like a Tibbs guy, get a lot of bruisers, you know? Get a lot of guys who are going to play defense and maybe you'll eke out like 104 points a game, but the other team is going to score 102. <laughs> right. You know, and like get... Get those types of guys, but if it's an Atkinson, get a lot of shooters. You know, get a lot of shooters, space the floor, move um, the ball, space the floor. And I think he has the right mentality with that because coaches often come in and want to play a certain way. Because the Knicks have had like four coaches in a row who have been like, "We're playing fast, we're playing fast, we're shooting," and then like Hornacek, that was a big goal of his, and then he comes in with a bunch of guys who like to. Slow it down, and at the end of the shot clock, mellows and roses and all those types of guys who don't necessarily play fast. Mm -hmm. So it it depends a lot on personnel if the coach actually wants to implement the system that they're good at. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And I think that's the right approach. Yeah, no, I agree. So that's pretty much us. And then we'll talk about, let's talk about World, World Wide West, William Wesley in a minute. Uh, which is a pretty exciting exciting hire for Leon Rose and one of his bigger moves so far. Um, so let's talk about him because this is the last thing that we'll touch on in the Leon Rose interview. I think it's great because he's gotten a lot of praise and the Knicks have actually gotten a lot of praise from players and other coaches and other executives around the league for making this move. If you don't know, which I'm sure you do know, he has a ton of relationships around the league. Um, he's a well-respected guy. And wrote and Leon Rose said that he's going to be a mentor like and he wanted to be part of an organization and he was ready to move on, you know, from the agency business. And they've known each other for a long time. So I think it could be a really exciting relationship to follow for this team in the long run. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, they grew up together.
0: Right. They've known each other forever, um, over 40 years, New
1: Jersey. I think it's important to have a guy like Wes. Um, The things I've read about him have been really popular seems like he's great at like giving advice um, because he knows everybody and he knows what people think about everybody, which is very important. Um, I saw an interview with like Larry Brown um, talking about worldwide West and he kind of was like, every time he like recommended an assistant coach to me, it was a success, like a huge success. Like I loved everyone he recommended and I see him taking on like a very like consulting role. Mm-hmm. And kind of being like not necessarily like making huge decisions, but giving advice on the right. Stadiums. I mean, he'll be
0: more behind the scenes, you know. I mean, he's exactly. a big he's a big yeah. profile guy, but he will be behind the scenes, you know. Hopefully, even making a call or two to a player from time to time that he's got a good relationship with, you know.
1: Yeah, I think, and he's a culture guy. He's a guy that comes in to. To see what's wrong with the franchise and identify it, because this is a guy who's been around a lot of teams, been around a lot of players, know what they like in franchises, know what they don't like, and will identify those things and those people in the buildings that are maybe not benefiting the team in the way that they should be he'll change those things and he'll, he'll make his voice heard. Right. Like I saw an article, I mean, there are articles about him calling him like the most well-connected man in basketball that no one. And that's huge,
0: about. obviously for like changing your team culture and identity. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Very influential guy.
0: Cool. I'm,
1: I'm very happy. The only one negative review I saw of him when we, when we hired him was from Stefan Marbury.
0: Right. He said, um, it, he said it, he, uh, what did he say? He did but exactly what I, I saw. That? He was just, I don't know. He just kind of bashed him.
1: But everyone else, like Kendrick Perkins,
0: a big go-to,
1: go, to, go but also go-to source when you're talking about basketball stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, classic. Was like, this is why? The best why has he become the like the, the the voice of the NBA? <laughs> like, what what did he do? No idea. No How did idea. that happen? No idea.
1: But other than Perk, a lot of other like well-respected guys really praised the hire. I don't have a list off the top of my head, but. I saw a lot of tweets from people that were like, Jamal Crawford, I remember, was like, this is awesome, like, stuff like that, you know, Mm -hmm. respected players saying things about West that were very positive.
0: Right. All right, let's move on to Trier and Theo Pinson. This was a few days ago. We got the notification that we have released Alonzo Trier, and we picked up Theo Pinson, who was just released Mm -hmm. by the Brooklyn Nets. Um... You know, I've seen various different things. A lot of people don't like the move. A lot of people don't mind the move. And a lot of people think like the move. I mean, it's very mixed. I, I'm i in the category of I don't mind it. I, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I liked Trier. I thought he was a good guy. Um, I thought he won us some games. And I thought he went out and he. I think he's a great offensive talent. I don't think he was right for the team that we were building. And I don't think he's, you know, a great NBA player. Honestly, like, he's got a good talent. He doesn't play defense, though, and he's not a great passer. And he, you know, I so-so. Like, if you see see that nickname, like, you immediately can tell, he's not the number one guy that I would want to play with. No,
1: me neither. I I went back and forth on Trier. He did a lot of things that – he does a lot of things that a lot of guys in the NBA can't do. Mm -hmm. Um, He's got that type of scoring talent. I just don't know if he's ever going to be right for a system – because he kind of just plays his own way, plays his own system. He's always kind of been like that. And his, his advanced stats, like even if on the surface he had a good game, like he had a good rookie season, he was pretty efficient. His advanced stats, even on offense, weren't very good. One thing I noticed, on defense, they definitely weren't very good. So he's just not a player that necessarily contributes a lot to the team's overall. Because if he doesn't have the ball, he doesn't do much. Right. You know, he needs the ball in his hands, and even when the ball's in his hands, he's going to, like, body people. And, like, I remember he, like, he always loves to, like, throw an elbow and, like, really just no one stands in his way from scoring, you
0: know? Mm Mm-hmm. So. You know, and he said something, I think it was maybe in the middle of the season, that he doesn't like the nickname Isozo because he wants to be more than that. But we never... Granted, he didn't have a ton of opportunities under Mike Mike Miller because he didn't play a whole lot. We didn't see a whole lot of change. And... You know, I, I, you know, respect to him. I thought he was fun to watch at times, and um, he had some big games for us. But it really doesn't make a whole lot of difference. And shout out to at Jazz AP on Twitter. I saw this tweet that Pinson has a team option that doesn't need to be exercised until October. He's a trade trip, a trade chip, excuse me, a Brock Aller contract. Doubt he starts next year on the roster. He's a more useful piece than Trier, and Trier also doesn't have an insignificant contract. I think it's mm-hmm. over $3.5 if I'm not wrong. I think
1: $3.5 million, $4 yeah.
0: So it's a trade piece, and I think Theo Pinson right now is more valuable because of the contract.
1: Trier would have been a free agent, too. so.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think we were going to decline his option anyway. Right. So Nothing, it, He didn't have a lot of fans in the building. I'm not too scared about letting him go.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I not worried that he's going to go to another yeah. team and really show out, like... He's the type of guy that maybe if you put him in he'll he'll give you twenty um one night but he might do that a couple times the season and other than that he's not gonna really contribute
1: yeah he's a microwave guy but also he he looks so lost on defense every game this year
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know you have guys that I'd rather get minutes than him you know like a Frank or a an r j even like guys like that and there are veterans that are gonna get minutes over him so I'm I'm not going to miss this one too
0: much. My thoughts on Theo Pinson are not don't go that deep.
1: I've never liked his game very much. Mhm. You know.
0: You know, he right. he was great cool in the G League. He spent most of his time in the G League over on the Long Island Nets. Yeah. And he was great there. I think he was like a running for like G, G League MVP. No, he was like a running good. for G League MVP, was like I think. Like
1: 15 points a game and like six assists, and six rebounds.
0: Um, and then when he was on the Nets, he was a role player. I think he's most known for the dancing video, the meme. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I doubt he plays a game in the Knicks uniform. And a lot of my Nets fans like him. I don't really know why. I think they just yeah.
1: A lot of my Nets fans. Like him. <laughs> that was like my favorite thing about the hiring. It's just like like just like a I big fu. All my Nets fans, friends. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were just like I felt good about that.
0: And they're like, they're like, just they were kind of pissed, but um, obviously they weren't like. Shocked because uh, it's not a huge oh. deal. It's a huge deal for you of us. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. I agree. A few days before that move, we said goodbye <sighs> to one of our guys. Job. Man, we—I was a fan of Kadeem Allen, and we'll get I to really Jared Harper in a sec. Game. But I liked Kadeem Allen. I thought he was a good player.
1: I always thought he never got—he didn't make many, many mistakes. He should've. He
0: didn't make many mistakes, and he—he he, a- like
1: shot the ball well. Was a good defender. And like pass I, I I always thought he should have gotten a better chance.
0: I agree. I liked Kadim's game. You know, he is you know, I, I didn't love when I saw him get Frank's or minutes over Frank. Um, but you know, he's a more valuable player to me than, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. right now.
1: I don't know if he ever got minutes over
0: Frank. He did many times. I think under Fisdale he no, did a he lot. Didn't. Yeah, he did.
1: He he was always like the fourth guy.
0: Not all he the was time.
1: Always like the fourth guard. Whenever, he started like, a few games. Hurt. Yeah, when like our whole like Frank was had his groin thing. Dennis was out. Moutier was out last year. Yeah, team well, just came in and balled out. And he balled up, like, out. 26. So I think,
0: but like yes, I do think he deserves more of an opportunity. Yeah. But you know, scored so long. Twenty
1: points before.
0: What he did score twenty points before Frank, which whatever. Frank got a twenty and ten game before the whole hiatus. So like, does it matter? No. And a quick note on Jared Harper, we won't stay on this too long, but I remember, I think it was probably two years ago, watching this man on Auburn in the NCAA tournament, and I remember this guy just being a dog. Like, yeah, this like guy him. was, he's, like him, yeah. he's short, he's quick, he's athletic, he's, fast. he's really fast, and he was just going into bodies at Auburn I haven't watched him at all in the NBA I'm just I'm not gonna lie I have not watched him at all no
1: idea where he's been and I had no idea he was even on the
0: Suns. I think yeah I, so. I, I I knew he was in Phoenix but I never watched him like obviously I'm, I'm I'm really not watching Phoenix games but um I liked his game from the few games that I saw when he was at Auburn because he was a great piece for me he's a reason I think he was a big reason why they made it so far I think he was on the team when they made it to like what was it the elite eight
1: Another major to the Final Four. Or final or the
0: Four, one. right. Um, but yeah, I think we'll give him a chance. I don't know if he's going to contribute more than Kadim ever did, but it's not like it's a huge mm-hmm. move right now. We're just taking risks on guys. Or not even risks, they're very low risks. We're just mm-hmm. taking chances on guys, and I have no problems with that.
1: Yeah, me neither.
0: Do you want to end the show by doing 10-15 minutes on coaching?
1: Yeah, let's talk about the coaching candidates.
0: All right, so I'm pulling up this New York Post article titled, Breaking Down All 11 Candidates for a Knickshead Coaching Job. We're not going to read it, obviously. We're just going to go through the names that they have because I think this is the most recent list that I've seen um, on the internet. So we'll go from top to bottom. I don't think it's in any specific order. That's not true. It's in alphabetical order. So the first Mm -hmm. one is Kenny Atkinson, my favorite out of all 11. But you go ahead. You start with Kenny.
1: This is my guy. And and like, this would be such a win. Not mm-hmm. even just because I really like him as a coach, just because I really want to just have a win over my net fan friends who all love Kenny. <laughs> <tennis.
0: sighs> Excuse me, <laughs> sorry. Go I ahead. would just,
1: <laughs> I'd have a field day.
0: Oh, it's me too. Because they all loved Kenny Atkinson, and you know, obviously the whole Kyrie and KD, they're they're the reason he's gone. Because he did a fantastic job there, and he's a great development guy. And he may not be the best numbers guy or the best rotations guy, but he's the perfect guy for this roster right now, in my opinion. I
1: agree. I totally agree. I think you look up and down the line of players that he's developed and done well with guys that literally like guys that were picked beyond fifteen and guys like Levert and Allen and Dinwiddie might be the best of all. And same with like Joe Harris, like just seeing that a guy can shoot and is like, I'm going to put him in positions to succeed. And he did that. He plays to players strengths really, really well. Um, and he did that with Dinwiddie, you know, put Dinwiddie in a lot of pick and rolls and he really succeeded. Right. And it's worth noting before Kyrie got hurt, he was having the best offensive season of his career. Right. Um, so I I you know, Kenny if we hired Kenny, that'd be a home run in my opinion.
0: For sure. And he's a CAA guy. And he was a Knicks assistant for four years from two thousand eight to two thousand
1: twelve. Yeah. But also just if the way the Nets fans reacted, like my Net fan friends reacted when we hired or not hired, when we signed um, Theo Pinson, the way they'd react when we signed Kenny Atkinson. Be like my best day. Yeah, it would be a fantastic day for both of us.
0: Yeah. Um, All right, let's move on to Mike Brown, and we interviewed him, I believe, last year or two years ago when we were looking for a coach, and we ended up getting Fizdale. But he was LeBron James's coach. He had a good record with him, but obviously, he had LeBron James on the Cavs. Mm -hmm. This was pre-Heat era, and he led the Cavs to the or LeBron led the Cavs to the finals. But he's got a good coaching record, 305 and then 187. So that's a really good coaching record. Mm -hmm. And he was fired uh, in 2010 after an early playoff exit. And it was also LeBron's last last year in Cleveland. And he was hired uh, by the Lakers head coach in 2011. And they made the playoffs, but uh, they were really bad the the next five years. So it didn't... He hasn't proven that he can win without a superstar. Mm-hmm. but he's a good defensive guy and you know, I don't he's not my favorite candidate here, but
1: no, he's definitely not my favorite candidate. I mean he's won games, but I mean I think you could have put anybody with LeBron and LeBron in that that era, that's probably the best LeBron has ever been, just in terms of like pure talent those last few years with the Cavs, he won two MVPs.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. He was just an absolute, like, I can't find a word. He was just like an absolute freight train and Mm -hmm. just a dog. And no one, like he was the most unstoppable man in basketball. And then same with the Lakers. The Lakers were pretty talented team in the years that he was with them. And he only lasted like two years, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and got fired five games into the season when they had dwight and nash and kobe right um
0: so that so, obviously didn't yeah, go well
1: I, i'm not a fan and then we can spend a little less time on this next one
0: yeah Pat, i mean Patelini, I, I honestly i don't know, I just anything know about nothing him. about this
1: guy yeah yeah
0: you want to just and move i don't on?
1: see like i didn't see yeah i mean we can move on i didn't see a lot on this guy people like really
0: i haven't heard a lot of chatter about him did uh no, just I, mean, I
1: know he almost got hired on fizzdale i mean a
0: quick note he's been an assistant for steve clifford for like yeah a while that's kind of all you need to know
1: talk chris Fleming.
0: yeah you go ahead richmond spiders um spiders
1: um so i think i actually heard a lot of good things about this guy um when i did research he, the, I know Bulls fans were super excited when he was named their top assistant this year. Um, and it seems like he has a really strong offensive mind um, and has, like, Nets connections and Spurs connections and Nuggets connect. Like, he's been on a lot of great young teams um, that have improved a lot. And it seems like he's a good offensive mind, played in Germany for a while, so yeah, I mean I I mean I wouldn't I'd be happy if we hired him. I don't know if we're going to. I don't think we're going to, but Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure, why not, you know?
0: The next guy is Will Hardy and I love my Greg Popovich successors. Um he's been an assistant for Pop since 2016 and he was with FIBA basketball for a bit uh, last year or something. And Mhm. Whether it's Will Hardy or Becky Hammond, I just I trust um pop assistants. I think they do well yeah. most of the time. And um I really w- I, I, w- I wanted to hire um I'm blanking on his name. Who's the Hornets coach? What's his name? Day De- uh, what's his name? Uh Borrego, Barrego, James Barrego. And um so I really wanted him. You know, obviously he had a tough year, but he was also the worst. He probably had the worst roster in they the They probably NBA. had the worst
1: roster and they did pretty well. And
0: they and they overachieved. Um
1: This guy seems like a prodigy type guy. Yeah, I mean like he's 32 that, years old
0: too. Like he's I I like bringing new blood in and my dad talks about mm-hmm. this all the time. He wants yeah. to bring in a new guy who is young, can relate to players, um and he obviously seems like a smart guy considering he's been with Pop for a while. Yeah.
1: And it also seems like this guy is going to get, whenever Pop retires, is going to get very strong consideration mm-hmm. to be the next head coach there. For sure. Um, I know he went to Williams, which is a great school. Uh, so he seems like he's like kind of like a kid kid basketball genius. Mm-hmm. So I'd actually be really excited. If yeah, I mean, him.
0: he could, I think he could do great things. For us, but the, and he's be got, here for a while. Yeah, and he's a great basketball mind and obviously a smart guy. The next one I might hate on a little bit. I don't like Jason, Jason Kidd.
1: Kidd. I think another note about Hardy. I think he's the type of guy that's really going to wow in his interview because um, he knows it. Because he's p- p- definitely don't don't a very well-spoken. He seems guy. like he's very impressive. Yeah, but I don't think we'll hire him.
0: Fair enough, Jason Kidd. I don't want him. And you know what? I've seen things that it could be a huge role in getting Giannis to come here in 2021 when he's a free uh, agent. How you like, hire coaches, man? Um, that you can't hire a coach. You know. With the idea of you know having a two percent chance at getting the best player or one of the best players in the world right now, not how you do oh, it. Oh,
1: Giannis is Giannis is staying in Milwaukee in all likelihood. Like, do you really think our roster is going to be good enough that he wants to leave that mm-hmm. to come here just because we have
0: Jason Kidd? I know. No, it, I it mean doesn't make he's
1: there. He's on the best team in the league. I mean, the and best he has a better coach over year. there. Yeah.
0: So it doesn't so make a whole lot of sense. We don't have to
1: spend a lot. Of- I mean, and, and he kind of also has, like, that Mark Jackson tag of, like, the guy who coached the team the year before they got really good. they like, were very mediocre, and then he, he came, or he left, mm-hmm. and then they got really good.
0: Right, I mean, it's just so, a clear sign that, and he also yeah. was, he got fired with the Nets when he was over there, and he yeah. just doesn't seem like the kind of guy that I want to bring in, and I don't, I just don't think that he fits what we want to do.
1: Yeah, no. All right, our boy Mike. We've, we've we've
0: talked about Mike a lot on this podcast, so yeah, we'll, we'll skip over. We're not going to skip over him, but we'll we'll skim over him.
1: Gloss over him, yeah.
0: Um, I I, 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 I like a Mike.
1: Latt. He did a great job with the team this year. I he's mean, not, we not like, my
0: number one option to come back, but he's probably my top four. Yeah,
1: I mean, he, we were like four and twenty mm-hmm. before he came on, and then finished seventeen and twenty-seven. Um, still not incredible, but. You know, I mean that's a better pace than what we were on, a much better pace and he he made a lot of changes. You know, kind of took away so like our defense got a lot better with him. Our offense kind of stayed bad. He's a really good defensive mind. I don't know if he's a good offensive mind. He was um,
0: 17 and 27. Which honestly like is not that bad. I'm serious.
1: It's just fu- no, it's just funny like hearing us talk about it. I know. Like he was 17 and 27. Like, that's good.
0: I know. I mean, that's like, that's if like we had 10th, him at the beginning of the year, material. we could have made, we wouldn't have made the playoffs, but we could have made some noise maybe, you know? Yeah. So I like Miller. Yeah, I think exactly. he's a safe pick, and he...
1: I would feel kind of like, I feel like my reaction, though, if we hired him, would kind of be like, meh, nah.
0: you know? He's not I think like there
1: are a lot of guys on this list that I think would be better than him. He's
0: not the shiniest guy, and he's in my, but he's in my top four. And if we hire him, I'll be happy with it. Jamal Mosley?
1: I kind of like this guy.
0: Talk talk to me. I don't
1: know. From what I've read about him, I know he works really closely with Luka. I know Carlisle, who is arguably the best coach in the NBA,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: really, really likes him and relies on him a lot. I know he's very um, defensive-minded, or not defensive-minded, analytically-minded, which is impressive. Uh, Works hard as player development, which is important for us. As soon as I see the word player development with these coaches, my eyes light up.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, so he's known for his yeah. player development and he's got, and it says here that he's a defensive mind and a strong communicator. And this is what Leon Rose was talking about in the interview. Like he wants to have a relationship with the coach where they're always communicating. So they know mm-hmm. what moves to go after and what style of play and what the team identity is going to be. Cause they all, they all relate to each other. Yeah, I agree. Interesting name. Mm-hmm. Jamal with an uh, HL at the end. But anyway, Tom uh Thibbs, Tom Thibodeau. Oh he's, he's
1: sixty two. He's just a, d I don't
0: uh. Yeah, I mean I I yeah, it's just a May hiring in my opinion. You know, he's a proven guy. He's a great defensive mind. He might you know, tire out RJ and Mitch if he plays them forty minutes a night. But he is a proven guy. He's a great defensive mind. He didn't have success with the Timberwolves, but he had success with the Bulls. Granted, he did have an MVP and Joakim Noah and a good roster. But yeah, I mean, yeah. if we, he's not in my, he was in my top f- three or four for a while. But I think he, he's definitely slipped now.
1: I agree. I'd say he slipped, but also, like in this little description is. And reportedly was fired in 2019 from the Timberwolves for being too hard on young players. It's just we're a team of young guys, and we need somebody who's going to develop our guys and you know make them good. You don't win sustain like you don't sustain winning by just like getting the Randalls and the whatever Portuses of the world and putting them in on one to two year deals and hoping something works one year and we'll be a six seed
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. So yeah, this is not my favorite.
0: Yeah. And right.
1: I'm worried he's going to get the job.
0: I'm worried too, but you know, if he gets it, so be it. Maybe he can prove that he can work with a young, you know, rebuilding team. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Ime Udoka. U- Udoka. Is that as I think I Ime said? Ime Udoka.
1: Udoka. Udoka.
0: Um, another pop yeah. guy. Um, and which is obviously, you know, makes me happy. What do you think? I I don't know a whole lot, because I haven't really researched him enough, but I'll get yeah. on that. But he's known for his player development, and he's a player's coach. He can form strong relationships, and he played eight games for the Knicks in 2006.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I Pop, obviously, is the first thing that kind of comes to mind. I heard that he left San Antonio because he feared that he wasn't going to be the guy that was next in line for that that job um i don't know how he was liked in philadelphia um other than that you know seems like an impressive guy you be around pop that's a good thing pop assistants do well but it sounds like i'd honestly like to hire hardy before i hired him that's my personal opinion
0: yeah me too i, I like hardy's resume more and i i like you know the mind that he but has, but Spurs, you know, but Spurs are Spurs, yeah. and you know, if we hire him, I have to look a little more into him to really come to a conclusion whether, yeah. you know, I really like. It's him hard. Or not.
1: It's hard to look into assistants, you mm-hmm. know, because like Cause you
0: don't really know what they've actually done, you know.
1: But this is also why you get guys like Worldwide West because he's so well connected. So he probably knows these things, is able to right. talk to guys and like, okay, what do you think of Doka? You know, how do you think? he's been what do you think of him as a coach he can talk to you know staffer other staffers players management members it's just good to get guys who have connections like this because they know how people feel about this guy um or other guys and all the people on this list so
0: he's gonna play a big role the last guy on this list is the goat of all coaches mike woodson bring him back bring back woody 2020 Um, I like Woodson. I thought I I thought that uh, I thought he was great with the Knicks tape era. I really do, and I think he built good relationships. And as Raymond Felton said on the um New York Knicks show or Knicks Knicks Fan TV uh the other day in their interview, which was great. Uh, he said that he knew exactly how to build relationships with players, but also, you know know that he was in charge and he was doing the rotations and he was calling the plays, which is important because you need to know who's in charge. And uh, that's something that Leon Rose said was a big point of decision in hiring a coach that the coach, the players need to know that the coach is in charge. And I think Woodson can do that. And I don't, his coaching resume isn't, you know, off the charts. He had, he coached the best Knicks team of the decade, So, I mean, everyone knows Mike Woodson.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he did well. He did well with the Knicks. Uh, He's kind of gotten blackballed by the league a little bit. Hasn't been gotten really much consideration for a head coaching job in a while. But I wouldn't hate this. I I, kind of want a fresh face uh, in some capacity. But, you know, it, it wouldn't be the worst one. In yeah, opinion, I mean, I know,
0: yeah. I'm not jumping out of my seat for Woodson, but there's obviously a part of me that, you know, brings back some good memories when seeing his name. I know. I know. Cool. You have so any, do you have is, anything else you want to say about yeah. these coaches or the Leon Rose really. or Benson or yeah. Harper?
1: Not really. I think um, it's a good list of candidates. You yeah. Know, I know. No Mark Jackson.
0: Which is That's great, true. which is, you know, good to see because we're both obviously not Mark Jackson guys.
1: Leaving no stone unturned, yeah.
0: All right, well... Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, we'll be back when we can when there's more updates. And follow us on Twitter at Rewind Pod, mm-hmm. And we will uh, talk to you guys soon. Thanks.
2: All right.